0: Hi, I'm Curtis Herbert.
1: I'm Alice Zhao.
0: And I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly. And this is Independence, a show where the three of us chat about trying to survive in the App Store. And I don't know about you two, but right now I'm in a really dark place and I hate to take us back there. No, don't do it. We got really dark.
1: We were just at Rainbows and Unicorns.
0: No, so I've been working on dark mode all week. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay i'll let you i'll let you go there
0: let that one slide <laughs> i
2: see i see what you did there Curtis. i see what you did there
0: <laughs> yeah the, i don't know i thought the the dark place was a catalyst of a good oh joke my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <sighs> i'll be here all night folks so uh as I'm sure most of the listeners in the iOS ecosystem are aware, uh, this time of the year is when Apple drops some nice little gifts on our doorstep uh, at WWDC. And, well, sometimes they're gifts, sometimes they're Joker exploding packages with bombs inside of the middle of them, and surprise. So you basically have from the beginning of June until mid September to scramble and figure out what things you want to implement and what things are worth deferring. And there's a bunch of decisions around that that really come into play for our businesses. And that's kind of what I wanted to jump on today because I don't know about YouTube, but it certainly feels like this year I'm getting a strong vibe from a lot of people in the community that, wow, they gave us a lot. And there's a lot here to work on and to really process. And I don't know. I got spoiled last year because we kind of got the year off. Most of the sessions at WWDC were like core data best practices and universal link best practices and good things to know. But like they didn't give us that much to work with last year. And it was a nice year off. And I forgot what this feel of panic and dread feels like. So let's
2: talk about that. see i I think they actually did give us a lot more than what they would normally give us, like sure last oh, yeah. year was a bit of a lull in the uh lull in the schedule, but like this year is like there's catalyst and there's swift UI and there's dark mode and there's all the things like you know the differable differable uh data sources for collection views and table views there's watch independence there's the not swift UI the the other library that goes with it combine there's iPad multi window yeah sidecar but there's so so much uh this year and in the past at least from my perspective there's been like maybe one two things that everybody is like yeah I've got to do this yeah they might not be necessarily the same things but it's like one or two things per like team or whatever. And then this year it's like all the things, yeah. all the things are for everybody.
1: Christmas all around.
2: And it just like, just it's it's full on. It is full on is what it is.
1: It is um, a vastly different experience for me, I think. Mostly because I'm a bad iOS person in that I I think I've ignored the keynotes or even all dub dubs since we started Gus on the Go until maybe last year and and I only actually paid attention because I was visiting Yano at the time and we were working on Gus on the Go and it was happening and I'm like I may as well watch it with you (laughs) so I feel bad
0: but this year you were there with the both of us
1: yes this year it was way more exciting as well because I was at dub dub well dub dub adjacent we got to watch it yeah. together it's also nice to be in a room where everyone was reacting i'm kind of like cool <laughs> no kidding no there's a lot of exciting things that happened um it's hard for me personally to gauge how it compared to other years simply because i only watched one other year I'm,
2: I'm just excited that i got my share sheet i predicted a share sheet i got a share sheet
0: i'm happy that's that's all i care about <laughs> that's a jelly check box yeah well, so what? Uh, before we dive into this year, do was there any particular year in the past that really stood out to either of you two? And I'm guessing, Alice, your answer is just no. Nope. <laughs> but feel free to disagree there. It, was there any year that kind of stood out as something momentous for you, like a large impact to your business or a huge scramble to keep up or anything along those lines?
1: In general, I wouldn't say that it was a specific dub dub but major things that like with ios releases and new phones and aspect ratios those things are like the easy things that we're like okay we should probably accommodate for that and app store guideline changes that uprooted our business you know Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff um less so i think the dub dub and more so those types of changes is what affect us (laughs) So again, it's more carrot than, or no, it's more stick than carrot.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> always, always. Yeah, I, I mean, the obvious one for me, I think, is, uh, is the messages year. The year that we got messages apps is the year that had the most impact because it was a thing that I was like, yeah, now I definitely need to do stuff. And at that point, GifRap wasn't in a state to be able to handle extensions because everything was like, you know, set in the sandbox for the app. And there was nothing, no app groups or anything like that set up. So it meant that like, not only did I have to then put all that together, I had to build a messages app on top of that. So it was definitely a scramble and it was definitely, it had a huge impact. And uh, to this day, it's the biggest spike in like new downloads and uh, IAPs that I've ever had.
0: So I feel like just from a business perspective, the biggest change for me was 2016 when they opened up subscriptions to be not just for things like dating apps and periodicals and magazines and all that kind of stuff that used to be limited to it. I was doing essentially one year subscriptions before that, but then I could suddenly check that auto renew switch. And that certainly helped my churn a lot. And it's been great. And it's not uh, that necessarily customers are sticking around when they won't use Slopes. Like I've noticed a lot of customers are really proactive about canceling subscriptions when they're not going to use it. And that's good in my book because I don't want them paying me if they're not using my app. But it's also made it so that there's a lot less people who just forget to use Slopes because they'll get an email reminder like, oh, you're going to renew. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I have that app from last year. I should keep using that type of thing. Hmm. So that was a big change. I think another one that had a big change for me wasn't even knowing <laughs> WWDC. They blindsided me. So back Watch uh, watchOS 4, when they announced the new watch in September. So after I had done the work through the summer to catch up with everything that was coming out, and I'm um, sitting there in September, like all happy, like, oh, I got all my work done. This is great. During the new announcement of the new Apple Watch, they just... Drop a little hint like, oh, and there's a new API for skiing and snowboarding. And uh, you guys are going to love what developer is able to do. And they didn't say anything else about it for about two months until November. (laughs) And that definitely started off one of the biggest scrambles I had of November through January, gutting my watch app, just redoing everything to work independently on the watch. And that had a very positive impact on my business. Putting all that effort into there, it definitely made my app one of the best watch apps out there. But oh my God, that hurt. And it wasn't even when I expected it at WWDC. Yeah.
2: I don't know that I could have uh, done that. I I think as years go on, because of this sort of stuff, it is such a scramble to get like to get things done. Because you don't have a lot of time to be there on day one.
0: Yeah, it's like three months. And for the first month, nothing works. <laughs>
2: yeah. Fi- file a radar. Uh,
0: file a feedback. <laughs> no.
1: Did they change the name?
2: Yeah, they changed the yeah, name. Yeah,
0: it's now Feedback Assistant. Radar is officially dead. Jelly killed it.
2: I I don't see. Here's the thing. I don't think radar is dead. I think that they're just like the external.
0: No, Yeah. Radar is still used internally.
2: Um, And honestly, somebody was talking to me about like, if they separated radar from the whatever front end that we see, like we wouldn't necessarily expect them to do any better. So that's exactly what they did. And I still expect them to do better.
0: (laughs) Well, no. So on the the plus side, quick radar side here, I am seeing people talking about, they are seeing more chatter on the feedback assistant in terms of getting replies from Apple employees, one of my friends who used to be external and then went to work for Apple looked up a bunch of his radars. And notice that like something was wrong. Like they were, they had flagged like yes, and this reply to the developer, and a lot of stuff hadn't gone through. So I'm thinking like this new feedback assistant, things might be a little bit better. I hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: sure,
1: we'll see.
0: Jelly remains skeptical.
2: I, I, I will forever be skeptical. Even if they fix all of the problems, I'll still be skeptical of of their bug tracking systems. Of course, I've been burned to a crisp. So this year, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking I'm not going to necessarily push myself for it. I mean, obviously, I have other things that are going on. And I've already said in previous shows that Wrapped isn't necessarily getting a major update, and especially not around this dub-dubs. There are so many things that I could do. Dark mode, mm-hmm. even though GIF Wrapped is and always will be in dark mode. Just, You're just already as in
0: is. 80% dark mode, yeah. but you really need to lean into that 100% Just going like <laughs> to
2: go in that, that bit further. I want to get some of that wiggly, wiggly OLED business going on. I think this year is maybe like partially I don't have the time to put anything into gif wrapped for the, to begin with. But then on top of that, it's like there's so much and I don't know that I have the capacity to even choose one thing to do.
0: Well, so how would you normally then choose? Let's, let's hypothetical here. And you had the summer to work on Gif wrapped. You had nothing else going on, no client work, stuff like that. Like, you could prioritize your product. How do you two normally think about that? What kind of analytics do you go through to figure out, like, okay, this one's worth tackling, this one's worth deferring, and stuff like that?
1: It kind of feels a little bit unfair only because our development cycles are unnaturally long. (laughs) Only because it's just been delayed. Not that it's actually a long cycle. It's just, it's been delayed. And so, I think in the past, we, we have not chased... Anything in terms of timing, it was it was always still on our own time. Mm -hmm. So at the very least, we didn't have that um, as a priority or a factor to push anything faster than it should be. But again, we're always driven by the stick and not the carrot. So it's do it or die, <laughs> do it or we'll pull your apps.
2: So what you're saying is, is that you you're basically a teenager who's been told to clean their room. Yeah, that's and me. you're not going to do and it like, unless me. unless there's like punishment involved.
0: Yeah, unless you take away like, my
1: dinner, <laughs> in which they did. Uh, and then I was like, fine, I'll do it.
0: Well, at least you've been consistent your entire life then. Fine, dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll clean my room. <laughs> and I think some of the reason might be that our apps are, like the interface is really custom. The experience is very custom. It's not super iOS-y. It looks practically identical in um, iOS and Android. Yeah. So I think a lot of the things that you guys tend to jump into are things that we don't we, we wouldn't have used. I I mean that's not a fair statement because there are a lot of things.
0: Um, no, but I do think you have a very valid point that certain classes of apps like games would be another good example I think are at least isolated from some of the mainstream consumer features a little bit better. Obviously games might be more affected by, you know, something like changes to metal, but then hopefully the Unity yeah. engine that they're built on top of is the one dealing with that and not the game itself. But certainly a lot of the consumer-facing features tend not to be targeted towards things with their own UI that are not a traditional app, I guess, might be the best way to look at it.
2: Yeah, I agree. (laughs) So personally, I I usually try to take a look at all the things that uh, we get from new releases in iOS, because obviously with GIF wrapped, it is useful as much as possible to be sort of spaghettied out into the system where I can because, well, it's not really spaghetti, it's more like creepy vine things getting the little viney hooks into the rest of the system <laughs> because it's useful for it's useful to be able to basically get your gifts anywhere that you are or be able to save stuff back yeah. and stuff like that
0: so extensions and share things like that's very much a jam then
2: yes that, yeah that's usually that's usually the way to go that's usually a good sort of starting point there have definitely been other features this year i might think about doing dark mode Darker mode, I'm going to call it. (laughs) But honestly, some things I do sort of go, okay, well, that seems like a good idea in theory, but I don't like the way that I would have to work with that. So I'm just going to wait on that. One of the examples, one of the key examples in that area is keyboards. GIF keyboards, they're a thing. But they're a giant pain in the butt yeah. because it's not just like a tap and then like the GIF gets inserted into wherever you are because keyboard staff doesn't do rich text and that's literally the only way that I would implement a keyboard is if I can basically skip the whole like hold down copy it to the clipboard paste it like that yeah no nobody wants that nobody wants that. Well, people do want it, but I don't want it. (laughs) I I refuse to build it.
0: Well, no, they more want like split screen multitasking on the iPad type of situation where you have GIF wrapped on the bottom half of the screen, you drag something between the two, Yeah, not a keyboard hack.
2: And so that's like, that's the sort of stuff that I sort of focus on. If I can do it well and do it in its best, it's better for me to have one really good working thing than to have five sort of, Mm -hmm. eh, sort of things. So, I mean when split screen became a thing on ipad yeah i jumped on that because i mean that makes sense you can have a window up you can drag a gif across drag and drop i made sure i supported it on day 1 i make sure that i support things where i can support them really well and they make a difference if i can't do them the way that i want to i will just wait because i just will and if it comes down to it and they never they still never update the keyboard to support like the keyboard extension points to support rich text if I have time, sure, why not? You know, I'll throw something together. But in the meantime, I have higher priorities. And so I sort of, you know, prioritize the stuff that I can do really well that will make a big difference over the stuff that I can sort of do eh, or the stuff that is not going to make a huge difference to people, people's everyday usage.
0: Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm generally about the same boat as you are. I mean, I'll definitely take a pass on them of like, obviously, there are some features that are just table stakes, you've Mm got to do them. uh, Because otherwise, you have from about September to October, and then people will start emailing you that you're missing the feature. So for example, this year, dark mode jelly, you're cheating, because you're already like 80% dark (laughs) mode. Uh, But slopes is a very white uh, interface app. So it needs a dark mode. Uh, So something like that is just table stakes. You know, if you have an app out without dark mode come October, uh, you're going to look like those apps that would launch uh, when a new phone would come out and would have those black bars at the top and the bottom and would be there until January. And everyone's like, why the heck hasn't HBO updated their app for the uh, iPad or something like that? Uh, Which, yeah, that was annoying. So (laughs) there are some features like that. This year, I'm finding a little bit harder to choose, though, because I feel like there's a lot that kind of in a way, are forced table stakes for me, even though they might not be table stakes for everybody else with an app. So watch independence, I think, is going to be a big one for me. Maybe not immediately, but I definitely think that it's going to be a bigger and bigger deal going forward. So the sooner I can get out in front of that, the better. And if I get out day one supporting it, That's something I think that my customers have come to expect from me, that I'm generally pushing the platform and keeping pace with the platform. So I already have a watch app that is mostly independent. It can record. It can do all the stuff with the phone. But at the end of the day, it still needs to talk to the phone to sync it online. So now I'm going to have to support you can sign in on your watch. Um, And that has me all kinds of worried because that's a lot of fun work to do. But it kind of feels like table stakes at this point for someone who's considered to have a strong watch app. Um, If I just had a mediocre watch app that almost nobody used, fine. But with 40% of my recordings coming from the Apple Watch, like there's going to be, I think, a big push for that. So I feel like I'm kind of in a hard situation this year where there's just a lot across the system to really prioritize.
2: Well, I guess the question is then like, I mean, I know that for one, for starters, right now you're working on an iPad app uh, and, and therefore a, a Mac app, like using Catalyst. Yeah. When it comes down to the choice between the two, like watch or iPad, which one do you think is going to be the most beneficial across the board?
0: Yeah, so that's the right question to ask. And I think the answer to that is the watch. The iPad is something that very few people have asked for. It's scratching an itch for me. And the Mac app is certainly scratching an itch for me because I've wanted to ship a Mac app forever. I mean, I wanted to be a Mac developer back in the 90s. Like that's something I've wanted to do. And I feel like it'll definitely work well on the Mac. And I feel like I have a compelling reason to have an app there. Big full screen, 27 inch maps, looking at your day, 3D rendered. That's going to be great, but it's very much an accessory thing Uh, versus having the best watch experience I can have that's definitely a huge marketing point for me. And continuing to push down that path, I think makes the most business sense in that way, which is why I've been trying to wrap up a lot of iPad-y stuff, at least get it to a good enough state right now. So if I have to, I can uncheck that box and just not ship it in September and then focus on the Watch app in the next week or two.
1: I could see why you wanted to play with it though on the iPad and Mac. I mean, it's beautiful, right? Everything about your app is visual. And so like having that larger play space is I I don't blame you because I and then plus what you've come up with is really nice. So,
0: yeah, I think especially with the watch independence going forward, Apple is essentially trying to become Fitbit and they're Mm -hmm. trying to be just this accessory device and maybe you run an Android phone. Maybe you only have an iPad. Like they're trying to get away from that tether to the iPhone. So I think the iPad app is a long-term strategy in that, that you'll record with your watch, never touch your iPhone, and then go back to the condo at the end of the night when you're at the ski resort and check out your day there. And I think that's going to be a great experience. I just don't think that's an experience I have to have in September, but I certainly want to. And I think that that can be part of the hard part is because not only are we talking right now about, you know, what do we feel compelled from a business standpoint, but Also, I feel like a lot of this is what do we want to do? These are our products. These are our apps. Like, where do we want to take them?
2: Yeah, I mean, that is a valid thing as well. Sometimes you just want to do something and that's totally valid. Like, that's totally a valid thing.
0: That's why we're making our own freaking products. Yeah.
1: I was about to say, like, that's the point of being an indie. You do what you want.
0: <laughs> you do you. <laughs> Dear listener, you do you. <laughs> exactly. If you're not actually controlling
2: your own destiny, what's the point of controlling your own destiny? You should, yeah. you should be able to choo- choose the things that you want to work on as opposed to the things that you just feel like you have to work on. And you should be able to mix them up. Because sometimes you need to get some stuff out, and like working on some of the stuff that's more fun is how you get through that. You know that like sort of side slog.
1: I mean, if I look at the beginning of Gus on the Go, we decided to make the most. Well, it sounds seemingly random, but. We chose languages that basically our friends wanted, mm-hmm. like Croatian. I knew one Croatian person, but I'm like, I'm going to make this for you and your future ch- future children. Aww. And that's what I like. I just didn't care if it made me no money. Another case in point is Taiwanese Mandarin, like to the normal person. It's barely different from um, Chinese Mandarin, but I know the difference. Taiwanese people know the difference and that's all I cared I wanted to make it for them and mm. I think people have noticed it and appreciated it in that community and that's all that mattered to me I I make peanuts off of that and that's okay and this this is the stuff that makes me happy
0: yeah jelly are there any features for gift wrap that you jumped on maybe before business actually pushed you there just because you're like you know what Apple just gave us this at WWDC and damn it I feel like this is a good fit for my app no I can't think of anything specific. It really it goes the other way
2: for me. Mm-hmm. And the key like again, the keyboard thing, right? Like most of my competitors are GIF keyboards. Yeah. In in some cases, that is literally their name. And so like it would seem that like by not having a GIF keyboard or having a keyboard extension, I guess, in GIF case, like I would be losing out. But my sort of hesitance to do so has been partially because I'm just like, well, I don't I don't really want to do it in a bad way I, I i want to do it in a good way and the current api won't allow me to do it in a good way so i'm just not going to do it i just don't want to like i don't want it and you can't make
1: me <laughs> oh you're a teenager too
2: make you clean your
1: room welcome to the club no dinner for you
2: <laughs> uh, so i yeah I, I can't think of anything that i was like i just i just want to i just want to build this feature Mm. But I, I definitely have chosen not to do features based on the fact that they don't bring me any joy thinking about doing them.
0: They don't spark joy when you touch them. They don't
2: spark joy. <laughs> so I thank them and I toss and them out the window. Them <laughs> pile. And I think, honestly, like to an extent, that means that my my app probably loses out a little bit. Because I am not supporting features that definitely people have have asked for, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like a part of part of curating an app and creating an app, uh, creating a good experience is basically making sure that the thing that you have created is like is a consistent feeling thing. And sometimes you just have to say no to stuff. Sometimes you just have to say no to stuff just because because of reasons, and that's all that it matters. <laughs> Like it doesn't have to be a particularly good reason; it just has to be reasons. <laughs> if you can back it up, then you then you're solid in my in my books.
0: Well, I think one of those reasons usually is it can be hard to adopt the latest and greatest when you're still supporting old operating systems. Yeah, mm. Apple's pretty good. I mean, you know, we're at like 75% adoption usually by sometime in November, December, um, and that's pretty good. But it can definitely mean that you look at something like Swift UI, for example, this year. And my first thought when I saw it is, okay, holy shit, this is amazing. This is going to change the game going forward once it gets past a 1.0. But in the meantime, that's cool. I can't touch it till next year, which, spoilers, I i would actually be able to use it this year because I'm an idiot and I'm dropping all support and going iOS 13 only. But yeah, it's generally those of us who are sane we have a year or two worth of operating systems that prevent us from really integrating something as big as something like Swift UI. A new API, you know, yep. you the multi-window support on the iPad, like, fine, you can if-def that in. But some of the bigger, newer features, you can't. And that's, I think, as indies, that's one of the big things we have is that really our time... And the maintenance cost might be the best choice of words there is what can really constitute some of those reasons you're talking about, jelly. Yeah, I mean there's
2: I mean, there is a number of things, and it's not just because you don't want to, and it's not necessarily just because of like because you're having to support backwards compatibility. I support back to iOS 10, I think, on GIF wrapped at this point. And that was like I had locked a couple of versions off. And some of my other apps, I, I also support iOS 10. And I don't think I'm going to change that this year. I think iOS 10 is an acceptable place for me to be. But there are definitely other reasons why I won't be, uh, like, won't be necessarily adopting things straight away on day one. And possibly not even for a year or two. Um, one of them is... Catalyst. Catalyst has downsides to the way that you approach it might change things in the future. I want to make sure that if I go on Catalyst, I'm able to uh, bring your subscription across uh, because I, I'm an idiot and I don't want money.
0: <laughs> well, users will expect it.
2: Well, yes. I'd Please give me money. Anybody, just anybody give me money. <laughs> please
0: email money to jelly at... <laughs>
2: If I get an email that's just the word money, I'm going to be very angry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll pay whoever's listening ten dollars.
2: Oh, I see how this works. For just
1: the email, yeah,
2: it's it's one of those things where like if you support Catalyst on day one, they don't support sharing in-app purchases across the device. Yeah, they're between. two different bundles, and yeah. the bundle ID is different, and all that sort of stuff. And I want to make sure that like if you do something in GIF wrapped on iOS, then it's just that's how just how it is on Mac. And especially especially if I'm going to go with using Catalyst for that, because I, I feel like that's appropriate and fair. So because that's not the way the Catalyst works, spoiler alert, there's not going to be a Mac app for quite a some time. <laughs> not that I think anybody expected <laughs> there to be, but I know that that's a thing that this year I've looked at and I'm like, no, just not not right now. It's too early for me to be able to say that I can do this the way that I want to do this. Yeah. So I just I don't want to. I don't want like I don't want to do it until <laughs> it's re- until it's ready. I think the thing that I have to sort of say along these lines as well is that that doesn't work for in every case. You can't just say no to everything. Yeah. Because then you're saying no to literally everything. <laughs> so you, sometimes you just got to suck it up and deal with it. Like you just got to put in the work, you got to do stuff. Features that require me to have to if def stuff so that I can support all versions at the same time as supporting new features, I just suck that up. Like, I just will do that. I don't, like, that's not a necessarily a thing that comes into play when I'm building stuff. Because there are ways to deal with that. I will just do them. And if it means that down the track I get to delete code, then that's a thing that future Jelly gets to experience. Because, you know, I I, I look after him that
0: way. So, Atlas, how far back do you support Jelly? You go back to 10. Oh,
1: man. I feel bad for not knowing.
0: You can look it up.
1: It probably goes back a really long time because (laughs) we haven't touched it.
0: Let's all look it up really quick. Compatibility iOS 8. Wow. iOS 8 or later.
1: Well, I guess that's the answer. (laughs) There
2: you go. I supported iOS 8 until recently. I think I cut it off when I shipped 2.0. Because when I shipped 2.0, I included our new icon selector. And I had made that 10. Mm. Like I had made that support 10. I didn't want yeah. to change that. I felt like that was appropriate because there's no point change, like supporting anything older than the version that you can actually use alternate icons with. So I just moved it forward. I was like, sorry, kids. You can all just suck it up and deal with it like I have for the past however many years.
0: Yeah, because I figure Alice would have kids. You have to support older operating systems, older devices. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: in general. Okay, admittedly, I still have an iPad 2 and that's what Gus was running on. So uh, I don't think parents update their old iPads that they toss and use for their kids (laughs) as they do for themselves. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and the kids
0: get the hand-me-downs.
1: Yeah, (laughs) hence the iPad 2. (laughs) Happily, I'll give them that (laughs) iPad 2. You do what you want with that. I don't care if you drop it. No, I care a little bit, but not that much. Yeah, so in general, I think that's, I mean, partially probably because we haven't updated our code base. (laughs) A long time sorry <laughs> selling yano out but also we have to be aware of where our users are at you are looking at the general users and the adoption rate for the newest ios we're not looking at the same numbers yeah
2: yeah i, th- I mean i think that you need to look at your own like nobody should be looking at the general usage yeah whatever tim announces on stage at dub dub is not the thing that you should be taking into consideration you should be looking at your own statistics, which mm-hmm. this is a thing that you can be gathering is like the version of iOS that your users are using. And you should make your decisions based on that. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be using the general stuff anytime at all ever because that stuff doesn't necessarily apply to you. Right. And it doesn't necessarily apply to any apps. The honest fact is is that it'll it'll always differ. It'll always be slightly different. I remember I was working on, like, when I was working on my other app, Progressions, I would find that I couldn't cut off older versions because the people surrounding me that were using it on stage were using old iPads. So I had to hold off on, on, like, cutting off old versions. And that's not a thing that you would have to do if it was a, I don't know, a to do app. You have to look at the usage that you're actually getting and make your decisions based on that if if you want to bring it down to just a business standpoint where it's like okay business reasons are blah 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 then look at your own damn
0: numbers (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that's i've always noticed mine so you know i usually my season starts in november and usually by then i'm very healthy like i'm well beyond the curve of normally like 75 percent of by then i'm like in the 80s And usually by January, I'm well into the 90% of my user base on the latest. So I tend to launch support for all my new stuff in September and then January drop support for the previous operating system. So this year, I actually stayed a little bit later than normal on 11. Um, I didn't drop it back in January. But if things had historically held, I would have dropped support for 12 in January But I kind of changed that a little bit this year just because I feel like with a subscription model, it can be a little bit different. I'm not going to be attracting new customers with old devices at that point. I am alienating those users. But my existing users right now have a very healthy copy of Slopes that works great and they can continue to use on their old devices and they can continue importantly to stay subscribers at that point. Yeah. They don't get blocked from giving me more money essentially. Like it's not like this is a traditional like paid upgrade sale or something like that where I'm literally cutting off sales by doing that. I will be cutting off some sales, but all of my existing user base can continue to use the app no problem and continue to subscribe year over year. So cutting support for 12 and going iOS 13 only this year it's a little aggressive even for me. I feel like my business model is kind of making me a little bit more comfortable with that.
2: Yeah. Look, I think that you can probably like, it, it is a thing that you can do to just support the latest iOS. That, that can be a choice that you make, especially if you, you, you feel that your numbers can back it up at the end of the day. Like it's, it's down to you. You get to choose. Yeah. You get to choose your own adventure.
0: Yeah. And it's something like uh, I would caution. It's not something I would normally recommend. Just like you said earlier, Jelly, like, a lot of stuff dropped this year. And between the watch independence stuff, signing with Apple is going to make the watch independence, I think, a lot easier for me to support. There's just a lot of stuff that came all at once. That's just, if I have to support watch OS 5 and 6 and all that kind of stuff, like it's just going to make my life as an independent developer a little bit easier this year. If I just say, you know what, iOS 13, watch OS 6, and that's it. That's trying to save me a lot of sanity. Uh, while hopefully not nuking my business. So I think we should wrap there. Uh, I have to go back to my dark place and work on some dark mode uh, right about now. I don't know about you two. Um, Jelly, I hear you're working on a couch. Uh, So that's not really iOS work, but good luck with that. It's it's a mobile couch. Ah, nice. Very nice. I like that. Um, So if you, dear listener, would like to get in touch with us, uh, perhaps sending the email with just the... Subject line, money. Uh, addressed <laughs> to directed jelly.
1: To, yeah, Directed to jelly. Uh, make sure
0: you say attention jelly on it. I'm closing my email this week. You can do so by sending an email to hello at independence.fm. Or you can find the three of us on the Twitters. Uh, I am Parrots. It's the plural of the bird. I'm Eat a Duck, I Must. And
2: I am Jelly Bean Soup.
0: And that's all for the... The, th- <laughs> the word you're looking
2: for, Curtis, is fortnight.
0: That's all for this Fortnite, and good luck to all of you on all of your updates for iOS 13, watchOS 6, and may summer take it easy on you. We will talk to you again in two weeks. Bye.